You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM, and we are speaking to 5X press writer Hamad Abdullah, and we're talking about his article, FIFA President Spins Issue of Migrant Workers in Qatar During Press Conference. Hamad, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for, for having me. So, Hamad, let's talk about this press conference. I mean, what was your reaction to it overall? Because there was a whole lot that was said, but also wasn't really said. What did you think of it? Yeah, so um, this was a uh, you know a very important press conference in the sense that this was uh, perhaps the first time that FIFA was actually uh, a FIFA president was actually addressing all of these issues like, like the issues of migrant workers. They have been arising for for you know for the past eight, nine, ten years, right? And so this was the first time that that someone was finally you know <laughs> a day before the World Cup finally someone. Uh, Decided to you know to finally address it, and uh, but yeah, so it was an important press conference in that sense. But then again, the the kind of response that the FIFA president Infantino he gave that that was very disappointing. And uh, yeah, so my article basically uh, I tried to critically analyze some of the claims that that he was making in that press conference. And I noticed that as soon as this press conference wrapped up, the one quote that everybody was sharing is when he talked about um, Europeans and their history. He said, for what we Europeans have been doing around the world in the last 3,000 years, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. What did you make of that comment? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a very strange comment. Like, um, like it's, it's a kind of, a you know, this new woke European wise person, you know, who knows about colonialism and who is, you know, who's trying to decolonize itself, right? So, but, but this statement was like, it was a strange statement because it, it's not, it's not a European issue. Like, it, it's not about East versus West. This issue is not about colonialism, right? It's, it's about other things that, that you know, it's, it, it's just casting it in this colonial framework. Uh, casting this whole issue of migrant workers in a, in a colonial framework when when it's not when this is not the issue like this is not central to what is happening with migrant workers yeah yeah, exactly. And I know in your article, you really kind of highlight, uh, especially Middle Eastern countries, the oil rich ones, they have a history of attracting migrant workers. Can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah, sure. So, like, I even my own father, he went to Dubai for a while uh, in 1990s, like, for, for work. And, uh, like, that's how I also got my name, <laughs> because he went to the Middle East, and so he, he, he saw, he heard this name, Hamad, because it's an Arabic name. And so, so you know, so there's a history of, of people, especially from South Asia, from Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, who go to the Middle East for, for work. And and it's known, right, that that how difficult that labor is, right? In the scorching heat, you have to work, and and there's there all kind of 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 uh, there's all kind of talk about how brutal this whole system is, and Arabs like how brutal they how brutally they they treat you, right? Despite the fact that if you're a Muslim, like like we also have this idea that because. If you're living in Pakistan, you're a Muslim, and they're also Muslim, so they'll treat you better. No, no that's not the case. And so, so we, we so I, I've grown up with this idea of you know uh, um, how difficult the labor is and how exploitative the whole system is, and people still go, right? And uh, that is because you know the, uh, 
but there's not enough enough there's not enough jobs there's not enough labor in in these countries like in in Pakistan or in India so people have to go there like they have no other choice but to take this decision uh and yeah yeah so again as i mentioned in my article as well that's how you would be motivated right that that you study right otherwise you're just going to end up somewhere in the middle east and there's going to be a kafir above you and all you're going to do is sweat and work <laughs> in this course he so study and get a good job so like <laughs> that was a kind of a motivation that he would be given and he be scared of it Exactly and I've noticed there's just been so much more conversation about this system and how it is really awful to migrant workers and one of the things I've been noticing that's been interesting to watch is you know FIFA argues well hey in Qatar the government is making taking the steps to improve it it is so much better for the workers I mean what do you make of that because it seems like there's this defending going on but yet when you speak to the migrant workers you see the clips out there they're saying the opposite not much has really changed so has there been a change yeah. Yeah, so um, so I, I was reading this this very excellent report prepared by uh, an international labor organization. It's called Equidem. I, I quoted it in my article as well. Uh, and so they and they prepared this report in in 2022, right? Actually, just a month before the World Cup started. And uh, and so this is the latest report coming out uh, from Qatar about the migrant labor issue. and the reforms in Qatar they were introduced this they started introducing those reforms in 2015 2016 right so so by the time that this report came out we we are already like 6 to 7 years into those reforms and this report shows that you know there's a kind of the gaps which exist between the law and its implementation uh, i'll give you just one very quick uh, little example so one of the reforms that was introduced was to have a midday break uh, right that because uh, because of the scorching heat the workers need a midday break right but and they were eventually given the midday break right after because of these reforms but there was no uh, like a, no shade no air conditioned um, rest area for them so they would just literally sleep out in the open which uh, which was you know not not very beneficial uh because the main idea behind midday break was to to save them from the heat stroke uh and so just to make sure they stay um prevented from the scorching heat but but you know this is just one example of how there was a gap between the law the actual law and the implementation um yeah so the, so yeah the law like for me and because and reading these reports you realize that these laws to have in have very much to be honest and and it makes sense as well right how, how do you expect that you know within just because a law has been introduced everyone will change right everyone's attitude the, the people the arabs or the kafirs the the you know the people who are employing the employers they will immediately change within within few days because the law has been introduced no i think i think it's it's a very deep seated issue and uh Uh, and it can't be resolved so easily through through laws only this like there's a need for much more um uh, detailed work needs to be done about it yeah Yeah and I think you know for me especially kind of following the story is we did see there were news outlets that have been reporting what's been going in Qatar you know since they started building these stadiums and I guess my next question to you here is who do we have to hold accountable here so you know something like this doesn't happen again 
Um, yeah, I think definitely Qatar government. Uh, uh, do you mean for this World Cup or, or generally? I mean, generally too, right? Because the thing is, we worry we don't want the same thing to happen again. So, you know, does FIFA have a role to play here? What can they do? Yeah, of course. I think, yeah, definitely FIFA does have a role in it. Um, like, you can't be uh, absolved of, of, the, of what you've done so easily through one press conference. Um, so what can be done? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult question, to be honest. There are no simple answers. Um, uh, I, it is I tricky. Know, yeah. It's a tricky one. And in fact, Hamad, yeah. I should send you the clip of this, but I watched uh, John Oliver and he did a whole piece on the situation in Qatar and the migrant workers, right? And one of the things he talked about that was so fascinating is he said that the World Cup is a strange thing because it is a tournament that a lot of people love, right? They enjoy watching that football. It comes on every four years. But yet you have this dark cloud that's hanging over that we're all aware of what happened, but we're still all watching the game. Because he said, yes, we're talking about this issue. It's important. We want it to be addressed. But yet when the whistle blows and the game gets started, people just tend to forget about it. What do you make of that? Um, yeah, so I, I think I think football or FIFA, you know, uh, the football World Cup itself, it's a, it's a different issue. You know, football is a great game like and how it brings people together and and, uh, and all the praise that that infantino he also had for the game itself right that's a that's a separate thing like like that's that's not connected with this this migrant issue like like that's one thing that i've been trying to do in my article as well right he, he's trying to bring in all of these things which are not related to the migrant issue uh, a lot of migrant workers, they're, they're also football fans, like back in their own countries, football is a, is a huge game, right, in Nepal, for example, um, and uh, so it's, uh, so, so, you know, talking about these migrant issues, it doesn't in any way mean that, that you know, we are against, FIFA, we are against uh, the football World Cup itself, or we don't want this World Cup to be organized, it's just thinking about these ethics and, and you know, um, What's the, what's an ethical way of of, uh, of organizing this World Cup and making sure that people don't get exploited? Exactly, and I think that's the clear message there is we don't want this to repeat itself again. Hamad, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. You take care. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good day.